Oh my God. I finally discovered what is wrong with my brain. On the left side, there is nothing right. On the right side, there is nothing left. I am a floor-catching, numb-walking, stair-falling, wall-holding, nap-taking, multiple-sclerosis superhero. Sometimes you have to be your own hero. Beating MS one day at a time. Hello and welcome to Under the Call of MS, episode 331, a normal comics and MS health segment Thursday episode. It's going to be a short one probably today because I have a dentist appointment today. I have two doctor appointments tomorrow. It's the start of a busy couple of months. Well, not really the start. I suppose I started with all this crap a week or so ago, but we do have a couple comics we're going to talk about, starting out with Vampiverse, Issue 5 by Dynamite Comics. I got a cool manga cover with cats all over it, but in here, we get deeper into the story of uh, Bloodwing trying to kill all the vampirellas in throughout time and she happens to go to this library where there's a bunch of librellas <laughs> that protect it to have uh, knowledge of many of the mystical arts that they've learned through the years while they're protecting the library and then we get our little group of vampirellas that are our space vampirella, our old-timey Agent Carter-style vampirella, our prehistoric vampirella, our regular vampirella, and our little, like, gothic vampirella. And their group of characters are working together with their talking spaceship that's Trying to get them to where this Bloodwing character is at this, who is now at the library dealing with the book, trying to find out more spells and getting deeper into her overall powers. We get a Nexus style vampirella that we get to meet in this one that's made of stars. Uh, it's very interesting where this is leading up to. I believe that we're coming up to a final final issue along the way. And throughout this one, we also get to see a elderly female writer character that apparently wrote many of these characters or all these characters. At one time, created them, wrote about them. And we get to find out more about her and what what's going on with her. If she's laying on her deathbed. So we get to meet this character along the way. And then I hate, I hope there's some way to bring the Vampirellas back that Bloodwing has taken from us. 
she has killed a lot. Almost all of Amparellas so far. Throughout existence, throughout the different uh, worlds and multiverses and stuff. And sadly, we lost some pretty cool ones that I would have loved to have read stories about. Or hope I can find stories about someday or something. But, yeah. We gotta see what happens here. And she killed them off and took their powers, so. I don't think they'll be coming back anytime soon, but who knows? We might get lucky. And she's got to get her ass whooped first. So, And then we checked out number five of Dark Hawk, the final issue, sadly, of the run. I hope they're going to... Do something with this run beyond this. I wish they wouldn't have called it Dark Hawk. I wish they would have called it Dark Hawk with some subtitle. So it would have been set up for a small run. Instead of taking the ongoing run name and only going five issues with it. I really, really, really hope that this goes further. Uh, If you know anything, it says the new character bonding the... Dark Hawk uh, costume and this new character is a kid that just so happens to have multiple sclerosis. Previously, Connor Young is a 17-year-old basketball star diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. While struggling to figure out his future, he receives a mysterious and powerful amulet that transforms him into an armored superhuman. But this new Darkhawk has not gone unnoticed. A local weapons ring wants the Darkhawk suit at any cost, including murdering Connor's best friend, Derek. Out for revenge, Connor tracked down the leader, Mr. Colt, but Connor was no match. Luckily, with the help of Spider-Man and Captain America... He was able to put a stop to Mr. Colt's apparitions, or operations, or so they thought. For Sean, a longtime friend of Connor's, has finished his mechanical upgrades and is ready to face Darkhawk head on. And it starts out in the funeral of Connor's friend who was killed, sadly, during his uh, attacks by these other characters. And we get to see the one that's upped his abilities and gave himself some super costume that he's able to use also, and he's trying to get the Darkhawk costume for uh, his boss. And we get to see them thankfully leave the funeral at least and go off to battle elsewhere. Uh, So no one at the funeral is aware of what's going on. Yet they're kind of frustrated that Connor's not there at the funeral and Hanging out with everybody and just spending time mourning their friend. 
and hanging with the families and uh, basically comforting everybody and just trying to get through through the funeral and all the issues. Of course, some dumbass has to interrupt all that. And even though he's a friend of, well, was a friend at one time of the character that's passed away also, but he just cares more about his powers and getting a hold of the Darkhawk suit, so he has to come after him. Throughout this, we learn a little bit about Connor trying to let people know what his diagnosis is, whether or not he wants to wants to let out his the things about his multiple sclerosis and stuff like that. Uh, we get to see him have some a little discussion with the sister of. the sister of Derek Connor's best friend that's passed, uh, talking with her and dealing with her finding Connor in a back room, kind of like trying to prepare himself to deal with the funeral activities. And they have a nice little discussion that I'd like to see that those two characters go further along. Down the road, maybe, see some type of storyline connecting them. But, yeah, it was really sad that this had to be a final issue. I know it as everything ends with things that leave you hanging with possible future comebacks. But I don't know if they'd come back to, like, a number six or not or keep the run going or if they'd change it up and do a little other little runs in between. I'm really hoping this is not the end of Darkhawk. I hope we get to see more. I was very happy once I learned about this character. Jumped on it. Get into it. And then it ends. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, man. Really? <laughs> but we got these other stupid characters that are going on for 10, 12 issues. But we'll see what happens. Never know. Marvel is... Always good about all the comics are always good about extending stuff if they get popularity. So get out there, folks. Get out there and buy your issues. Buy all five issues of Dark Hawk, Volume 2, the new run. And get into it. Let's get them to a reason to give us more of these comics. But we're going to end the comic portion there today. And we will jump on to some MS health stuff right after that. The Well, actually, I'm not going to take a break right now. I might as well just keep going on with MS-related stuff and health-related stuff. I uh, have some... I was not ready for this, so I'm going to have to see what I can come up here. 
this would be a good one to talk about since we just talked about Darkhawk having a comic book with multiple sclerosis. Let's talk about the role of multiple sclerosis in movies and TVs. See where it's been throughout the years. Often, often movies and TVs feature glitz and glamour storylines and lifestyles, but occasionally serious medical conditions, including multiple sclerosis, appear on the screen. Sometimes even take a starring role. In some cases, the character with MS is based on a real person, such as cellist Jacqueline Dupuyer, played by Emily Watson in the movie Hillary and Jackie. In others, the character is completely fictional, such as U.S. President Josiah Jed Bartlett in the TV series The West Wing, played by Martin Sheen. In at least one case, life and art merged when comedian and actor Richard Pryor, who had MS himself, played a patient with MS on the TV series Chicago Hope. And in reality TV genre, Jack Osborne competed in the popular series Dancing with the Stars just a year after he was diagnosed with MS. Uh, Let's see here, because the average viewer likely doesn't know much about MS, movies, TV shows, and other media can help educate the public about the disease how it affects the nervous system and can cause symptoms that range from mild numbness to chronic pain to overwhelming fatigue and an inability to walk unassisted. Still, it's important to remember that fictional characters or even fictionalized characters represent one person only and MS is notorious for affecting each person somewhat differently. Because it is known as a snowflake disease. Everybody experiences it differently. Uh, personal stories about MS captured on films such as Jason De Silva's Emmy Award winning documentary When I Walk take a viewer even deeper into the experience of living with one person's MS. De Silva has primary progressive MS. PPMS, a type of possibly or possibly stage, a type or possibly stage of MS that is characterized by a gradual appearance of symptoms leading to to progressively greater disability. Nick Iron's documentary about swimming and bicycling thousands of miles to raise Money for MS research gives a look at how multiple sclerosis in one family member in Iran's cases, case his father affects the whole family. I can't read this stuff for some reason. It's not written correctly, I guess. Here's a sampling. Okay, here's some. TV shows, movies, and documentaries. You have In the West Wing, the U.S. President has MS. A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, the Annette Funicello story, where she has 
It's a 1995 made-for-TV movie about her life, chronicling her career and her struggle with multiple sclerosis, which she had for over 25 years. Jason DeSilva chronicles his own MS in When I Walk. Family and Fundraising in Swim Lessons, the Nick Iron story, where he's done a riding things, including his follow-up with his phenomenal swim by riding his bicycle for 10,000 miles around the perimeter of the United States, also as a fundraiser for MS. He's now a personal trainer and founder of the Irons Fitness Gym in Bethesda, Maryland. He did it to bring awareness of multiple sclerosis and raise money for MS research because his father, physician John Irons, has MS. Richard Pryor plays the MS patient in Chicago Hope, as we mentioned. Hillary and Jackie tells the story of Jacqueline Dupre's MS in the 1998 biographical film Hillary and Jackie. Father, the father in Trainwreck based, is based on the real dad with MS. Coronation Street has a character revealed to have MS in it. The Circle raises privacy concerns, including about MS. In the Circle, a creepy techno-thriller about loss of privacy in an increasingly connected world, Emma Watson plays a younger woman, Mae Holland, who takes a job as a customer experience manager at a tech giant co-founded by Eamon Bailey, played by Tom Hanks. And in this... In this adaption of the novel of the same name by Dave Edgars, a corporation called The Circle amasses and stores vast quantities of financial, medical, social, and personal information about its employees and account holders. And one item of personal information about May seems to instantly become known by her co-workers is that her father, Vinny, played by Bill Paxson, in his final movie role, has multiple sclerosis. I miss Bill, so I'd like to at least check that out. I've never seen that. Living Proof offers alternative view of MS treatment. Canadian filmmaker Matt Embry's feature-length documentary of the politics of multiple sclerosis premiered at the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival. Festival. Embry was diagnosed with MS himself in 1995 at age 19, and his father, a research scientist, immediately turned his expertise to looking for the best treatment for his son. Uh, Jack Osborne with his Dancing with the Stars run we've seen, Hopefully we'll see lots more, and there are some other ones. I just can't think of them offhand right now, but these are the ones that this article happened to talk about. So, 
some things to check out if you want to see some MS-related characters other than reading about them in a comic book. And then there's some documentation about skin reactions that are frequent with Mavenclad, which I is my DMD that I'm currently on right now. Uh, it's the rea- skin reactions are common among relapsing remitting MS patients being treated with Mavenclad, where I'm a secondary progressive MS character, so I don't know if I don't know why it wouldn't affect me more, but I'll have to see what this says. It's affecting about one-third of people evaluated in a real-world study in Germany. These findings suggest the need for careful clinical surveillance to rapidly diagnose and possibly treat skin problems stemming from Mavenclad use. Skin reactions in patients with multiple sclerosis, receiving cladropine treatment, was published in Neuroimmunology and Neuroinflammation uh, magazine or reports. Uh, let's see here. Maven clad an oral disease modifying therapy developed by EMD Serrano is approved to treat relapsing remitting MS and active secondary progressive multiple sclerosis. The treatment is given in two courses over two years, with each course consisting of two four- to five-day cycles spaced one month apart. As we've heard, if you followed my journey, I had the two pills a day for five days, which is like maximum. And first year went pretty good so far. I am very happy with it. So I'm curious what the second year is going to offer since a lot of people have problems the second year. But common side effects of Mavenclad treatment include headache, the common cold, low white blood cell counts, which can increase the risk of infections, including those of Herpes zoster, which is shingles, and herpes simplex, which is cold sores, which reminds me I still got to get in for my shingles vaccine. Uh, Maybe I'll do that next week in between appointments. Skin-related side effects, including rashes and hair loss, have also been reported, but they're not mentioned in the risk management plans of multiple sclerosis, the research team wrote. Uh, investigators sought to determine the frequency of skin reactions. Uh, about 32% of patients developed at least one skin reaction after a Mavenclad treatment course. Uh, or most the ones that were most common were found in 23% of patients. These reactions included hair thinning, skin rash, inflammation of the mucous membranes lining the mouth or gut, which is mucositis, and itchy skin, which is pruritus. The herpes virus infections were also observed in 15% of the patients that they tested. Over 83 days, almost three months after the last treatment course, 
These infections tended to appear in people with low white blood cell levels. General mine were lower at the first test. I got my second test, blood test coming up every three months. Another 3% of patients had delayed skin reactions that happened more than three months after the last Maven Clyde course, which included acne form rash, acne like bumps, couple cases of alopecia areata, which are hair loss, one case of hair thinning, one case of leukocytoclastic vasculitis, which is inflammation of the small blood vessels. According to researchers, delayed alopecia areata and leukocytoclastic Vasculitis may represent secondary autoimmune complications of the maven clad and treat treatment. Skin carcinomas, cancers arising in the tissue lining of the outer surface of the skin or precancerous lesions. The group of cells that look abnormal are likely to pro- progress to cancer, were reported in a couple patients. Another developed squamous. Squamous cell carcinoma, a type of skin cancer, and stop the treatment. The rate of cancerous and precancerous lesions seen here, the study noted, is similar to that observed in clinical trials of Mavenclad. The study demonstrated that skin-related AEs, adverse events, are frequent with Mavenclad's use. Great. Most cases of acute reactions resolved within specific treatment while cladribine was continued. Still a complete, and they need to know more, of course, and research more. But it's like pretty messed up for me because I, as you know, if you listen to Tuesday's episode, started a new antibiotic for my skin issues, which cover a third of my body. More sometimes when they flare up, but, uh, they relate to a lot of these things that they say, so I I wouldn't even know if I have new things happening because of Maven Clyde, because I couldn't tell by looking beyond my own normal stuff that I always deal with, but yeah. Oh well, I'm going to die of something, I guess. <laughs> if it isn't the disease that's going to kill me, it's going to be the freaking medications that I take to fight the disease. Or to prolong the disease uh, progression. But yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, it's, I think we're going to end this today. With a little pickles. Need a little fun and hilarity. For the day. Then we're going to check out a couple panels here. We got Roscoe the dog laying sleeping in the living room. On the carpet in front of the TV, there's some yoga or exercise workout thing going on on the TV. And you hear the girl on the TV say, Come on, sleepyhead. You know how perky they are when they want to work out. 
Let's all work up a sweat. Let's go, let's go. Lift those legs as they're going away. Exercising away and pushing it. Good. That's the way, as you see, <laughs> Roscoe get up when she said lift those legs and goes up to the TV and says, I th his mind balloon says, thought balloon says, I thought she'd never ask. And there's a censored thing of, I'm guessing Roscoe lifting his leg to pee on the TV. Hopefully he won't get electrocuted. <laughs> I thought that one was funny. But that's it. That's a little comedy for the day. And we will get back to you with more stuff next week if you don't hear from us this the rest of the weekend, we'll see what happens. Like I said, a lot of appointments. So we'll probably be quiet until Monday and hopefully get back to the Mad Mana pod. But we'll talk to you again soon. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep the shit out of the monster. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club. Check out Under the Call. Keep following Under the Call of MS. Introduce us to some friends. Tell at least one or two people about us. Put us on your family's devices. Get us out there. Get us some help. Rate, review us. Good or bad. We don't care. We'll bring it up. We'll talk about it. Be good. And we'll talk to you again soon.